We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Striking Gold, your 49ers podcast on the Blue Wire Network. My name is Rob Lauder. I cover the 49ers for all of you fine folks on the other side of the speaker. I appreciate you tuning in. I appreciate you being here. I understand it's not the brightest of times, but have a seat. Let's get through this thing. Let's talk through it. Uh, this episode, of course, is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy sports made perfectly easy. Two to six players, you're picking more, you're picking less, you're watching the the winnings roll in. You can there's so many different sports you can choose from. It's incredibly easy. That's what I like most about it. Get on there, you can set a lineup in less than 60 seconds. Very intuitive, very frustration free. There's nothing worse than using technology and it not work for you. You all know the pain. Never had that problem with Price Fix. Love it. It was a very, very fun season with it. Prizepicks.com slash gold, promo code gold, and it'll give you a first deposit match of up to 100 bucks. Remember, they're not just football. Many, many sports. You get on there and see if you can find something worth worth putting your money down over. Prizepicks.com slash gold, promo code gold. All right, let's get into it. The 49ers losing an absolute heartbreaker in overtime, 25 to 22. Uh, their third consecutive Super Bowl loss. I don't mean three consecutive Super Bowls. I mean, the last three times they have been to the Super Bowl, going back to the Jim Harbaugh days, uh, they have lost to the Ravens and now to the Chiefs twice. I mean, there obviously we are going to look at this game in great detail, both in this episode and episodes to follow. I'm assuming the next episode will be just kind of breaking down the aftermath to a different level. Um, but in the end, it... it I, it was a fantastic football game. It was a, I mean, it was a, a second Super Bowl to go into overtime. Unfortunately, Kyle Shanahan was also involved in uh, in the first as well. Um, it was a, it was an unbelievable game from a competitive back and forth, down to the wire, bite your finger nails off type of football game between two great teams 
Somebody had to win. Uh, obviously, we can and we will dissect this loss as, as much as we'd like. And the 49ers just didn't do enough. They had the opportunities. They had the talent. It seemed like they had the game plan for a while. It seemed like they were the better team for a large chunk of this game. But they just kept giving opportunities to Patrick Mahomes, and they just didn't play the brand of football that they had to play to beat a team led by Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. They they were close. They were close. Close only counts with horseshoes, hand grenades, and H-bombs. You know, it's they, they were right there. They were a few plays away, and, and, and sometimes, many times, not even sometimes, like it, it happens all the time, sometimes just a few plays away. Sometimes you just wish you had a few plays back. And there's going to be a lot of, like I, like I call it, multiverse of madness type stuff where, you know, if the 49ers would have done this, then maybe this would have happened. Or if the Chiefs would have done this, or if this player would have done that, or if this wouldn't have happened, then maybe this would have happened. And we're going to do plenty of that. But, but in the end, if you're looking for just kind of a general blanket statement for how the 49ers managed to lose this Super Bowl, they just didn't quite play it clean enough. They didn't play it clean enough. They didn't capitalize when the Chiefs were on their back foot. Um, and in some ways, they let them off the hook. Uh, and in some ways, they didn't. Uh, we'll get into it. But in the end, the 49ers just, uh, just didn't quite do enough. And I, I, it, what I'm trying to kind of get at here is it's, this is a loss where it's harder for me. There, there are definitely elements of blame that can be cast on different people. But it's harder for me to look at this loss and think that somebody did something egregious that that clearly forced this this result. And there are definitely plays here and there. But it just felt like one of those games where the 49ers had several chances to just kind of edge their way forward and solidify their spot, uh, you know, leading this game. And they just couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. They kept stepping up to the to the plate and just like missing the ball by you know a thread that's kind of just what it felt like you know and if you want to just kind of go through those those moments where things kind of got away from the 49ers there's no way you can't start with losing Dre Greenlaw to a torn Achilles i mean if that doesn't just tear at your football soul just a little bit whether you're you know a fan of the 49ers or Whatever. I mean, obviously, I'm assuming a 49ers fan would only 49ers fans would be here. But if watching what happened to Greenlaw doesn't just tear at your soul a little bit, um, then you aren't human. I mean, it's to to be playing how he was, to clearly be just in a mindset to lead that defense forward. Dre Greenlaw had already made a couple plays and a couple tackles, and the way he got up from those tackles and the amount of energy he was putting on display um, would have just been the type of – that's the type of stuff that carries a defense through a game and makes the difference between getting a stop on third and three versus, you know, them them getting that, that conversion by a yard. You know, the, the stuff that Dre Greenlaw is made of is the stuff that drastically changes just how a defense behaves and exists. And to lose him at the start of the second quarter – just such an absolute freak injury is it's absolutely heartbreaking and it it is 
it's not the reason they lost, but it absolutely played a role in it. You're talking about a defense that has to go into the locker room. One, before that, they have to step onto the field and act like everything's okay, even though they just saw you know, a, a leader of that unit get carted off the field. N- not even from an injury that was sustained during a football play. The dude just trying to walk out onto the field or spring out onto the field with excitement after, I believe, just one of many Chris Conley's spectacular special teams plays. And he just goes down and you could watch that clip. Look at Fred Warner. He turns around and just puts his hands on his helmet. Like he's in, in shock at what just happened. And the fact that he's looking at Greenlaw writhing in pain on the ground. And, and all they did was step out onto the field. Like the, the, the amount of impact that has on your psyche and the defense's psyche is just, it can't be measured, but there's it's undoubtedly, just a horrible experience to go through both for Greenlaw, for that team, for that defense. I mean, that is just <laughs> Greenlaw is, is, is a top three player on that defense, you know, and, and for him to just go down in that fashion in the biggest game of his life, is just, that's brutal. And uh, sometimes it's just human nature to allow something like that to affect you lot and I I wouldn't fault anybody for it so I mean that's definitely a a horrible way to start it out and that's not necessarily where it's it seemed like things started to come unraveled for the 49ers there really wasn't a huge moment where things really came unraveled but that was obviously start of the second quarter in no way uh, in no way was it was it towards the end of the game and then you know things just start adding up obviously the one thing that everybody knows was from the beginning you know me I always start with injuries so but before that, uh, Christian McCaffrey fumbling in scoring position. The 49ers were marching down the field with, with relative ease. And we've seen this before. 49ers were one of the absolute best teams in the NFL. They might have been the best team in the NFL in um, opening drives. The 49ers were marching, marching. Christian McCaffrey, six yards. Kyle Juszczyk, 18 yards. Brock Purdy to Christian McCaffrey, 11 yards. Christian McCaffrey up the middle, 11 yards. Christian McCaffrey, two yards, fumble. Casey takes over. Now the Chiefs went three and out. That's not the point. The point is you just left points off the board. The 49ers lost by three points, and that drive was going to result in at least three points. And again, you know, if they get those three points, seven points, whatever, everything changes after that. So it's not a perfect oh, well, plus three for the 49ers would have been it. You know what I mean? It's But it all adds up, and you can't fumble in scoring position against, (laughs) you know, there's so many things you can do like that and get away with when you're not in the Super Bowl and you're not playing against an elite team with an elite quarterback. This wasn't one of those. You can't go dormant in the third quarter. You can't give Christian McCaffrey two carries in a quarter. There were so many, so many plays in that third quarter that just looked like they were. And I understand that when Kyle Shanahan calls a pass, he's calling it based on something he sees. He likes the matchup. He thinks it's going to work. But you got to understand that you're you're opening yourself up to the things that happened. You're opening yourself up to the the incompletions. You're opening yourself up to the Trent Williams holding. And I think that that was all the way back in like the the second drive of the game. But. You're just opening yourself up to these issues. You know, it's not a matter of 
the fact that you should never throw. Obviously not. It's not a matter of the fact that you shouldn't throw. It's not a matter of the fact that you have to run every first down. It's not a matter of the, you know, at least half your plays have to be run plays. It's just a matter of, of establishing your offensive identity and keeping the Chiefs defense on their heels, keeping them tired, keeping them gassed, and for for Christ's sake, keeping Patrick Mahomes on the sideline. And you can't do that by going three and out, three drives in a row, and only running the ball twice in that amount of time. You're just opening yourself up. You're, you're exposing yourself to unnecessary risks. And that's what the 49ers did. That's what the 49ers did in the third quarter. And while they were busy fooling around in the third quarter, the Chiefs scored 10 points. Stuff like that adds up quick. Obviously, it adds up quick. Can't win a Super Bowl botching a punt return in which the Chiefs scored on the very next play. It's free points. That's a free touchdown that the Chiefs didn't have to work for or use any time for. 49ers, and, and the immediate blame went on Raven McLeod, who... As you can see, the only the only thing you can say that two things you can say to Ray Ray McLeod after that play. One, you have got to make sure, and he, and he was doing it, but you've got to make sure that nobody is anywhere near that ball as it hits the ground if it's a short punt. Unfortunately, the ball came down, and I think it was Darrell Luter landed right on his ankle. Ray Ray McLeod had to get on the ball. A lot of people thought, like, oh, why are you why are you attempting to pick that one up? And therein lies the the other problem is. If, especially if you know the ball's already touched a 49ers player, don't try and scoop it. Just get on it. How many times have we seen someone who's in a position to just fall on the ball and at least retain possession, but they try to scoop it? And, it's, and, it, and it seems like that happens more often than not. I know that's not true, but, you know, the, Raymond McLeod couldn't get everybody away from the ball, which may or may not be his fault. But then after that ball, after he knew that ball had been touched by his teammate, he couldn't get on it. He tried to scoop it and make something of it and unfortunately couldn't corral it. And that gave the ball to the Chiefs and they immediately scored. Immediately scored. A free touchdown for the Chiefs. And again, the 49ers lost this game by three points. You cannot win a Super Bowl with plays like that. Can't win a Super Bowl when your extra points blocked that makes it a, 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 a touchdown game. I don't know whose fault it was. I don't know if it was Jake Moody's fault. Frankly, I don't really care. Jake Moody had a phenomenal game. Made two kicks over 50 yards, I believe. I mean, damn. From somebody who we thought was an absolute liability to putting on that kind of performance, I'm not throwing any shade to uh, to Jake Moody. I don't, you know, I don't know whose fault it was on that block kick. Would he have made it? I, I don't know. It's just, those are tough to tell. I don't want to necessarily lean into that too much. And, you know, the thing with that extra point, too, is a lot of people looked at that like, oh, well, you know, if 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 they that extra point isn't blocked, whoever's fault it was, doesn't matter. Um, then the Chiefs, the, the field goal that the Chiefs kicked at the end of regulation, you know, doesn't get them the win. It puts them one point behind and the 49ers win. Well, if you were, I mean, the same way as the over, I felt the same way on that drive as I did in the overtime. The Chiefs were doing whatever the hell they wanted and they were just driving down the field. You know, whether you're looking at overtime to the touchdown in overtime to win the game, that was a 13 play 70 yard drive. The the field 75 yard drive. The the drive to kick the field goal to put them into overtime was 11 play 64. Before that, 12 play 69. The Chiefs were driving up and down the field, no problem at all. So, my point being, 
let's say Jake Moody makes that extra point. The 49ers are up by four. The Chiefs go about that drive in an entirely different fashion. They don't feel content. They can't feel content kicking a field goal. We watched them drain all kinds of time off, knowing that they were either going to get the field goal or they were going to score, and there was going to be no time for anything else to happen. Fred Warner had an amazing play one-on-one. Travis Kelsey broke up the pass. That was awesome. Um, So the Chiefs kind of like dilly-dallied their way down the field, knowing that a field goal was going to send them to overtime. They have a great kicker. Uh, if, If the 49ers are winning by four, the Chiefs know they have to score a touchdown to win that game. And just based on the way the Chiefs were moving the ball, I I think that they probably would have just won the game there. And that's, again, multiverse of madness. It's not factual. But being down by four just means the Chiefs go a little bit harder and they score instead of kick a field goal. You know, I, eh. Ill-time, you can't win a Super Bowl with ill-time blitzes. Uh, and we saw it a few different times. Wilkes just tried to blitz Patrick Mahomes and felt like everybody watching that game, at least in our realm, knew that there was really nothing to be gained from blitzing Patrick Mahomes. He loves it. He's great against it. And he did it. And he did it so much that down and in the end of the game, I thought, want to say it was in overtime, Kyle Shanahan overruled Steve Wilkes and made him check out of a blitz called timeout. I think it was Tony Romo that said, yeah, that's the right call. Or I, I agree with Kyle Shanahan. It's Kyle Shanahan screaming into a headset. Who knows what he's saying? Clearly doesn't trust Steve Wilkes. At least didn't then. He watched just a few plays earlier. Steve Wilkes tried to blitz like crazy. And Patrick Mahomes just easily threw it to Rasheed Rice. I think. Decent game. I don't even remember how many yards it was. Ill-timed blitzes. You kick field goals when you need touchdowns. You kick field goals when you need touchdowns. And that's and that's what happened toward the end. You kick field goals when you need touchdowns, and you give Mahomes opportunity after opportunity. The 49ers were so fortunate to kick that field goal at the end of regulation and for KC to only get within the only get their own field goal to send it in overtime. That to me seemed like it was you were just begging to lose that game, sending Patrick Mahomes back onto the field with a minute fifty something seconds left. And the crazy thing is, both play calls on third and fours were seemed horrible. Kyle Shanahan called a lot of great plays, but he called some bad ones too. And guess what? He ain't gonna be remembered for the great ones. During regulation, you had that third and four where the 49ers were driving down the field. It was a tie game. They had a chance to put the game away, the two-minute warning, third and four, and then they somehow act act surprised that Spags blitzed right into Brock Purdy's face. And for whatever reason, the Chiefs blitzes were getting home instantaneously. Purdy instantly had a man in his face, and he was just kind of forced to just throw the ball into nothing. And somehow your play call did not account for the, 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 the I was going to say surprise with sarcasm, but no one's surprised Spags is blitzing there. It's what he does. And Kyle Shanahan's play call was not prepared for that blitz, which seems mind blowing to me. And that was in regulation. They get that first down. They take what? Chiefs still had like two minutes, two timeouts. So maybe they take a whole nother minute off the clock, maybe more because they could have probably converted another first down. And then you you essentially drastically increase the chance of you winning the Super Bowl. 
but they called a pass play that looked like it never had any chance. It was just thrown into the dirt. Blitz got there too fast. Oh, dang, we'll kick a field goal. No, <laughs> you, that's not the answer. I'm not saying they should have gone on in fourth and four, but maybe, maybe you run the damn ball or at least call a, a pass play that's a bit more predicated towards beating that blitz. Maybe that one was, but it sure didn't look like it. Or maybe you run the ball and you run it twice because you know if you get it on fourth down, you've essentially put the game away. Just not gutless play calling, but ill-advised. Not idiotic, because Kyle Sanahan is certainly not an idiot, but they just seemed like plays that were unserious. And, And in the same fashion, third and four, you're driving down the field in overtime. 13 plays, 76 yards, you're moving, boom, 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 just moving down the field. And the 49ers run into the dread in third and four on Kansas City's nine-yard line, I think it was. And again, they call a pass play that had two options wide open. Brandon Ayuk was open in the middle of the field, and Jawan Jennings, where Purdy was going with the ball, came open. But uh, a, a dude named Chris Jones got through unblocked right in Purdy's face. He had no choice but to, like, airmail it. Brandon Ayuk's run across the middle of the, you know, it's like, so again, you've called a third and four pass play that succumbs immediately to pressure and it's dead, dead, dead in the water. I don't get it. I don't get it. It's overtime, four yards, run the ball and get it on the, on that run or don't get it on that run and run it again. Now I get it. You're just, you're, you're playing the odds. You're hoping that your defense can just get a stop. But it's Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. You can't just hope in those situations. You have to end it on your terms. And the 49ers were unwilling to do that. Just in general scheme of things, you know, I thought Brock Purdy looked pretty solid. It wasn't great, but I thought he looked pretty solid. He made some plays. He didn't look nervous. He didn't look bad. Missed a few throws. Under constant pressure, I would have to see the more detailed numbers. But the Chiefs had one, two, three. This is the Chiefs, right? The colors are, yes, okay, the Chiefs are on the right. The colors are so similar, it's crazy. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven quarterback hits. Compare that to the 49ers, six, seven. Brock Purdy was consistently under duress. Consistently, and on the two biggest plays of the game, he was under duress. Kittle, okay, you know, didn't didn't really get the chance to do much. Hurt his shoulder, apparently. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Now it says that I don't get it. Yeah, okay, whatever. Anyway, sorry, I'm struggling with myself over here. George Kittle was okay, left the game in overtime to, I'm assuming, get some sort of shot on his shoulder. Must have been bad for a guy like George Kittle to leave during an overtime drive. Uh, Debo went down with a hamstring injury in the first half. First was the first half, right? I can't remember it all blends together. Three catches on 11 targets. Didn't do a whole lot. Ayuk was okay. Had a, had a couple typical IU catches. Juwan Jennings was on fire. Juwan Jennings was on fire. Four catches, five yards, 42 touchdowns, and a grown-ass man touchdown where he's fighting through defenders to get into the end zone. He also threw a touchdown to Christian McCaffrey. That's another thing that I forgot to mention so far. The 49ers offense, I mean, we've we've been talking about it. They just didn't cut it. But the crazy thing is, is the 49ers offense only scored two touchdowns, and one of them was a trick play. Like, man, you are at the bottom of your play-calling barrel if that is the only, you know, that's the output. And the Chiefs have a great defense. But, man, just just simply wasn't enough. Simply wasn't enough. Kyle, you shake had a big game too. Get a lot of energy out there. Uh, the big question for me is, and, I, and we talked about it leading up to the pod, is can they come back? Can they come back and compete next year with a roster that's should be as equally talented, close, close, competitive at the very least, solid at the very least, good, good. But can the will the human element came over? They have the talent. But are they going to have the edge? Are they going to have the drive? Are they going to have the, you know, that that fire burning deep in there to to that to take you through that much fortitude uh, to try and win it again? I was watching an interview with Matt Mayoko and Jennifer Lee Chan after the game, and Jennifer was describing what the 49ers locker room was at was like after the game, and it, it from her description, it sounded like in uh, like a funeral, you know, like they were shell shocked. Nick Bose, or excuse me, Fred Warner, just staring into his locker, not moving. The whole defensive line group just sitting in their chairs, not talking to each other, staring off into space. She described it as just shell-shocked. And they should be. They know they had a real chance to win uh, win the biggest prize in their, in their career, in their profession, and uh, it slipped through their fingers. Slipped through their fingers. And, you know, completely unrelated to the game. I I wanted this for you guys, man. I wanted this for the Strike and Gold fam. I wanted it to be just an absolute party when we jump back on here. But 
Unfortunately, that's not how football works. That's not how life works. Not everything is going to go your way. And the 49ers have had it not go their way three times in a row now, twice under Shanahan, both falling to the Chiefs. And in both games, they had a shot. In both games, they had a shot. They, they, you know, they made it a game. It was a game. They made it, you know, the two went back and forth, but you just couldn't get it done. And like we've talked about, there are moments that will be replayed and looked back on and things that we haven't seen yet will be brought to light. And people that were open on a certain play, people that missed a tackle on a certain play, people that blew a coverage, you know, all of this stuff is going to just come out over the next month. And we're just going to have to hear some stupid takes. We're going to have to hear some good ones. The 49ers are obviously going to have to go through the the wash machine of bad takes and excuses and stupid questions that are irrelevant to uh, to reality. That's just the nature of losing the Super Bowl for uh, again. You know, especially in a way where uh, you know the Chiefs the Chiefs had their mistakes too. The Chiefs also fumbled in scoring position. The Chiefs found a way to to make this a closer game on their end as well. They they committed their own mistakes, but. It really seemed like the 49ers had the had the edge to win this one, and they just let it slip away with just what almost comes down to three or four things. It sucks. I want, like I said, I wanted this for you guys. I wanted uh, takeaway time to just be an absolute party, but instead, it's gonna sound a lot like uh, a lot like a funeral or a lot like a uh, I don't know <laughs> a therapy session. A therapy session. Um, but before I get into it, while it's on my mind, no matter what takeaway time is like, and I've got quite a few takeaways, we're going to have to be pretty quick with them. I, I, you know, I can't spend too much time on one. So please don't be offended if I don't spend too much time on yours. Um, but I I do want to thank everybody for being a part of a, a really, really, really tremendous season. I had so much fun with takeaway time with, with just being on here and feeling like I'm constantly talking to you guys. And, and there's discourse and you guys are as, as much involved in the pod, at least on those episodes after the game as I am. And I can't thank you enough for listening, supporting, being there for me and, uh, and just keeping this pod going. But with that being said, um, let's, let's get into your takeaways. I don't even have them up. I'm off my game, but that's okay. Again, it's a lot of takeaways, 57, at least on my screen right now. And we're going to go through them one at a time. Um, and, and again, please don't, don't be, uh, don't be offended if I can't spend a ton of time and certainly don't be offended if I don't agree with you. That's not what this is about. All right, here we go. David Jawless. I'm only going to read the comments on this post to see how many people I need to block who will be saying we need to file Kyle Shanahan and our idiots because they don't know the game. Well, I'm not going to call them idiots, but I'm certainly not going to, uh, just to, Dismiss any hope right out the gate. Uh, you're you're not going to have me on board with the fire Kyle Shanahan thing. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll work our way through that. Darren Young said, why the F did we receive the ball to start overtime? Absolutely idiotic. Um, I don't agree. I thought it was the right call. I thought it allowed the 49ers to set the tone as for what's what was going to be required in overtime. Uh, Kyle Shanahan also had a great explanation. He said, look, we go down and score, which they almost did, they sh- they, and they should have. They would have just gotten a, a couple plays right. They go down and score, and then the Chiefs go down and score. Then the 49ers would have the third possession, and an over, and a, and a you know with who who knows how much time is left, and a field goal wins it. 
You know, I, I didn't have any problem with that. Not to mention the fact that to end the game, the Chiefs had just gone on what did I call it? An eleven play drive. Let's go. Let's go to get exact. To push the game into overtime, the Chiefs won on an eleven play, sixty four yard drive. In in a minute and fifty seconds, and so by declining or deferring and allowing the Chiefs to start on offense, you're trotting your defense right back out there after a 12-play drive at the start of the fourth quarter, an 11-play drive to push the game into overtime. I, I, I completely agreed with, with not receiving the ball to start overtime, especially considering the fact that they removed the rule that if you score on the first possession, you win. That was Both teams were going to get the ball. You just have to match what the other team did. So in that case, I fully agree with Kyle Shanahan not receiving the ball, or excuse me, receiving the ball and giving his defense a break. And, and it worked in terms of that respect. The 49ers offense went on a 13-play, 76-yard drive and, and faltered on the KC nine-yard line. They, I mean, that was a, a, a – um, does it say total time with the ball? That was a, a five-minute drive. They gave the defense just more time to try to answer what they were going to need to do. It was more the 49ers' offense fault for not making that a, a touchdown. Uh, Tim Sloper, you cannot under any circumstances settle for a field goal with four yards to go in overtime versus KC. Either score a touchdown or make them drive from the five-yard line. Once he kicked the field goal, the game was over. You have to have nuts. Kyle Shanahan has raisins. Uh, I do agree. I, I think on many extents, I think that the 49ers should have approached it from a four down mentality where, all right, let's run it on third and four. We don't get it. We can go again and we'll get it then. You know, uh, I just calling a, a pass play that seemed like it was instantly foiled by whatever Spags called on defense. You know, you, you just Im- immediately removed the option and, 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 you know, Easy to say it afterwards, but it just it just never seemed like it tracked, and it didn't track in regulation either. Uh, Sui Generis, F in special teams again. Yeah, they gave the Chiefs seven points. They gave them seven points. Clay writes, I'm so effing tired of watching the Niners lose the biggest games. If Kyle won't fix the O-line, he needs to go. Purdy was constantly under pressure, and they couldn't move the ball. I agree. I, I think the offensive line was... Purdy was constantly under pressure and in two of the biggest plays of the games or the two biggest plays of the game, he was under pressure and yeah, it's a blitz. You're dialing it up, but they've got to be able to handle it. They've got to be able to figure it out or you've got to call a better play. So uh, Zan Vero said maybe hindsight and all that, but the second down in the red zone in overtime, maybe call a naked boot to the left with your mobile QB when they've been running outside zone to the right all effing game. Kyle is so conservative. I'd have to go back and look at, I'd have to go back and watch it, but it, it, it did. It did seem conservative. I mean, but conservative got them down there with the help of a, of a defensive holding that kept that drive going. But yeah, I mean, he, it's so weird. Cause we call Kyle conservative, but then he does stuff like run the ball twice in the entire third quarter. You know, that's not conservative, but it's, it's certainly not smart. But there's, it's just all over the place. And, and don't take my my muttering through these points as just being unprepared. It's more of just me thinking it through with you guys. It's just back and forth, back and forth. Osprey Nets, we need to go on strike. Enough selling 
out Super Bowl tickets if they can't close that shish up. I'm so serious. That goes for you too, VP, Speaker Pelosi, Jeremy Renner. Demand better. Okay. Good luck. Good luck with your strike, Osprey. Brian, sports are terrible. <laughs> Brian said sports are terrible. Hard to disagree with him in this moment. Raymond Haggard, I'm still I'm sitting here trying to understand what defense they were running the last drive of to win the Super Bowl. I don't know, but I was watching that drive going the 49ers just cannot stop this Chiefs offense. They're not even close to stopping it. The Chiefs were just boom but a boom but a boom right down the field. Um okay, overtime game book. I just want to see what it says. Overtime game book. Does it say how many yards the Chiefs were averaging per play in the game book for overtime? I know they averaged the Chiefs in overtime averaged 6.6 yards a carry on the ground. And Mahomes was 8 of 8 for 42 yards and a touchdown. There was nothing the 49ers were doing in the fourth quarter. If you go to the fourth quarter game book. In the fourth quarter, the Chiefs were averaging four yards a carry, and Patrick Mahomes was eight of 14 for 112 yards. I mean, that's partly Mahomes doing Mahomes things. Of course, Travis Kelsey comes alive in the fourth quarter, four catches for 60 yards. Those are great players doing great things, but I don't know what defense they were playing, Raymond, but it wasn't working, and it wasn't even coming close. And then uh, maybe now they will sign Lyman. Jim Asta, he's always changing his name. My name's been in there a couple times, but I think that's applicable. I hope they run Steve Wilkes out of town. What an absolute joke at DC. Seemed like he had all the right answers for most of the game. But then, um, you know, when the second half rolled around, everything changed. Well, more late in the third, beginning of the fourth. I mean, the 49ers started the second half with an interception. You know? Just looking at the drives here. The Chiefs, uh, throughout the whole game, went punt, punt, fumble, punt, field goal. That was the first half. And then the second half, interception, punt, field goal, punt. We're doing all right. Touchdown, field goal, field goal, touchdown. Something happened right there. I mean, that could just be Patrick Mahomes being Patrick Mahomes, but whatever defense the 49ers were running to close out that game was getting absolutely gashed. Shanahan's lost. Reed schooled him. Well... I mean, it was a 25-22 game in overtime. I'm not, I'm not sure anybody schooled anybody, but, I mean, to your point, on the last play of the game, Patrick Mahomes threw it to a wide-open wide open player. So, in, in that moment, somebody was schooled. In those two third and four plays, Kyle Shanahan looked absolutely unprepared for that blitz, which is wild to me. So there was some schooling going on, but in the in the end, you know, you're still talking about a game that was 25-22. McDre, what the f was Wilkes calling in overtime into the in, with that aggression or blitzing? It made no sense to me. And why does Kyle go away from the run when he thinks the team needs to score? Also, don't get that one. Both of those are fantastic questions. I don't know what Wilkes is calling. I don't know why all of a sudden he felt like these significant blitzes that just left players wanting running wide open. I don't know why all of a sudden he had the answer. Maybe that's why he eventually got overruled by Kyle Shanahan. And I would not be surprised if Steve Wilkes, uh, like Jamasta said, is is not around next season. 
And I don't know why Kyle Shannon went away from the run. I mean, every, everything has a reason. Not, not, I'm not giving you an excuse, but I'm just saying that, you know, the Kyle Shanahan's first down play call, if it's a pass play and it's just incomplete, well, now you're at second and 10. And sure, you could run it, and you still should, but you can see why they don't because they need the yards, and they've left themselves in that situation by the play call on first down. It was just – it was too much. And, you know, unfortunately, the 49ers only averaged 3.5 yards per carry. So there wasn't a whole lot of incentive to run the ball. Christian McCaffrey averaged 3.6 yards per carry. You know, like it wasn't that rushing the ball was this effective tool, but what it is effective as is setting up something that's not third and long. And it keeps Patrick Mahomes on the sideline and it runs the clock. Unfortunately, the 49ers, and this may be one of the worst stats for the 49ers in the entire game. They were three of 12 on third down. Three of 12. And at one point there was a graphic on the broadcast that the 49ers were like, Averaging like a third and 12. That is how you lose. That is how you lose. DJ Cabral. Well, actually, there's Travis Jenkins here, but he just put his own tweet in here. Two turnovers, one turnover. Proud of Brock. Proud of the 49ers. Congrats to the Chiefs. They beat us up. Lost almost every stud. And then he replies to himself, shit, this is wrong. Turnover battle was a tie. Hey. You're still here. You're still here. You're in it, Travis. DJ Cabral, the inability of the offense to complete drives. Yep. Again, they only scored twice. One was a stud play from Brock Purdy to Juwan Jennings. The other was a trick play, and that was it. That was it. Nick said, Kyle can't win a Super Bowl. I disagree. He has not won a Super Bowl yet, but I I, I absolutely think he can. I absolutely think he can. TMR 11. Should have never should have never brought out the kicker on fourth down in overtime. Play to win, not to lose. Not not to lose. If you want to beat them, score a touchdown. Too soft. Too many sh- too many no-shows today. Multiple times the 49ers served opportunities, which KC took. Too many penalties on offense. Slept all the third quarter on offense. These are all great points. The field goals late in the game you knew were not going to be. The 49ers were just lucky that game even went into overtime. Because they had they they decided to kick a field goal and take a three point lead. That not only did they decide to kick a field goal, but they kicked a long field goal to take a three point lead with a minute and fifty something seconds left on the clock. After the Chiefs had just gone on a long drive, what did you think was going to happen? All right, let's keep going. Guess twenty four, real easy. Shanahan lost his way again. This time in the third quarter, run the damn ball, put the ball in the hands of your best player. I agree. I agree. I mean, I don't I don't need to add to it. I agree. Julie Bergman do not like the play calling some of the time. Some real stupid plays that did not work. On defense, Wilkes played too soft sometimes. And if you call a blitz at a critical time, it better work. It did not. On the other hand, Brock Purdy, Juice, CMC, and Third and Juwan really balled out. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. Yeah, it's great. Another great takeaway, Julie. Kevin Keeley, fire Steve Wilkes. Um, I think that will happen. Chris Wall, Kyle Shanahan is everything you could want and still can't get it done. No excuses. I agree with that. I, I, I'm not going to uh, subscribe to the idea that Kyle Shanahan can't win it. He hasn't won it. Theoretically, it's the hardest game to win. You know, it's the one-on-one against the best, the other best team in the NFL. But 
Yeah, there are no excuses. 100%. There are no excuses. Um, Fabian, I'll just say. This marks the third Super Bowl offense. Kyle Shanahan has had a double-digit lead and not one. Sure, yeah, sure, it's true. And but, I mean, what's funny about the whole double-digit lead thing, it's like it's it's put in there to sound dramatic when both times it was 10 points, at least with the 49ers. It was 10 points, you know, like the absolute minimum to be considered a double digit. No excuses. Just funny. Uh, and obviously the, his loss it, uh, as, as the Falcons offensive coordinator is not on him, at least not in the way that a lot of people like to think it is. It's, it's silly. Ellie got to go for it on fourth and four defense was spent and you can't just hand it over to Mahomes with a chance to beat you. I agree. 100%. Jeremy Harlan, Left too many points on the board, multiple opportunities without a score, bad play calling on both sides. Wilkes has got to go. Greenlaw's injury was obviously huge. Uh, where was Kittle? Brock has ice in his veins, wasn't rattled at all. He's the one. I think <laughs> you guys are on a roll right now. I mean, these are genuinely good takeaways. Um, I, I thought, like I said, I thought Brock was solid. I thought he he did look very comfortable. And he made some tough throws in big moments, some throws that just looked impressive. That one Deep over the middle to Ray Ray McLeod was just beautiful. Kittle had a Kittle had a small game. Kittle had a small game, but maybe you know, maybe that's not on Kittle. You know that uh, it's not like he was consistently getting thrown the ball and just drop, 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 drop. And you know, he was he can only do so much, and we don't know what his uh, what his game plan looked like. Kashawn Moody should have to compete for his job next year. Wilkes Sayonara. Oh, I'm glad I read that right. Um, I mean, I, I, again, I thought Moody was good. He had an extra point blocked. Was that his fault? Maybe, maybe not. Don't know. Doesn't seem that important. The dude hit multiple 50 yard field goals in the Super Bowl. I, I'm not sure Moody needs to be drug in the mud right now. Chili dog. Let me make sure I'm still recording here. Where'd chili dog go? Purdy is legit. All questions answered. Franchise QB and no space needed to waste on QB questions. I, I think I agree. I think I agree. Defense gave up leads late in two Super Bowls. Yeah, but the offense needs to maintain those. They need to maintain that distance. You know, you need to continue to put up point, points. And everybody and their mom knew coming into this game, uh, this game was not going to be a field goal game. And the 49ers tried to make it one and they paid for it. Um, I, You know, technically they did give up the lead, but the 49ers had an opportunity to continue to extend it, to continue to score touchdowns. Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. I mean, you look at Patrick Holmes threw an interception, a horrible interception, put the 49ers on the Chiefs' side of the field, and they just, I think they just went three and out. But another false start, I believe, just shooting themselves in the foot. Ryan Harrington, special teams wasn't so special tonight. Chris Conley was special. Um, but yeah, you're right. I, I Obviously, we know what you're referring to. One of the uh, critical plays in that game. Javier Larga. Kyle will never win the big one. Steve Wilkes sucks. That's why we lost. Again, not really going to subscribe to uh, the Kyle Shanahan. We'll never win the big one. Could have won this one. You know, Kyle Shanahan had his hand in the loss. Kyle Shanahan had his hand in the loss, undoubtedly. But he didn't force Dre Greenlaw to tear his Achilles. He didn't fumble (laughs) in scoring position. Uh, He didn't botch the punt return. He didn't block the extra point or tell the extra point to be blocked. He certainly didn't call the all-time blitzes, but stuff like that, it all eventually, 
you know, it all ends up with the head coach. You know, Kyle Shanahan did did have some bad play calls. Did seem like he he played played a little safe. You know, hoping that the defense would save him, and, it, and we saw it couldn't. But a ton of things happened in that game that had absolutely nothing to do with Kyle Shanahan. But in a very general sense, you can always say that the buck stops with him. Uh, Katie said should have gone um, a fourth, gone for it on fourth and overtime. I think I. I think they should have at least set themselves up to go for it on fourth and overtime, but throwing that pass, gaining no yards, you forced your hand, but if you would have treated it like a two down, a, a, you know, a four down sequence, then you could have gained one. You know what I mean? Gain some yards. Hugo Stieglitz. What a great name. If you don't know who Hugo Stieglitz is, Hugo Stieglitz. Uh, look it up. Special teams did us in. Ray Ray's turnover was a backbreaker and missed PAT as well. Uh, the 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 muff punt was far and away the worst play on special teams. Um, the miss PAT again, weird, 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 weird. Mike McVeigh, thank you for another great season of content, Rob. Here's to next year. Don't see why they can't try again. Offense just couldn't get things going off turnovers. Defense did all they could. Go Niners. Hashtag striking gold fan. Mike, I appreciate you more than you know, man. Thank you for being such a, a big part of this pod, and thank you for being in. Pretty much every takeaway time uh, it doesn't go unnoticed, and I, I very much and your you know your tweets before the game I appreciate it man I really do from uh, from the bottom of my heart. Um, they, there is no reason that they can't try again next year, and I know that seems just an absolutely nauseating prospect for a lot of us that just went through that, but there there is no reason that they can't come out next year with a more experienced Brock Purdy and just start hammering away. Like Rocky said, it's not how hard you can hit. It's how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. And right now, Kyle Shanahan's 49ers have gotten hit hard multiple times. Uh, but it, it, before long, it'll be time to keep moving forward. Sograz, another another absolute friend of the pod. Well, that sucked. Sadly, they likely won't have a better chance with these guys. Shanahan probably won't want to search his name for a bit, warranted or not. I think there will be some unkind things said. Rob, been a great year. Thanks for letting us be a part of it. No, thank you, dude. Thank you. Like I said to Mike, you were here pretty much every single week, and it, and it means a lot. It really does. I appreciate you guys. Uh, Matt Lee, I can't pinpoint what went wrong other than playing Patrick fucking Mahomes. We came into the game completely healthy. One seed with a bye, no weather to mess with Purdy, and defense came in playing with their hair on fire. We had everything we could have hope for just devastating. I think I think that's a fair takeaway too. And we've gone through and pinpointed the the little things here and there that that went wrong. But all of those are still true. And and a lot of this, a lot of what we saw was Patrick effing Mahomes. You know, some of those scrambles, Nick Bosa losing track of them on third and one, I believe. Um, or was it fourth and one? Uh, you know, and then the scramble later where Patrick Mahomes just runs. He'd already gained a lot of yards, but he just runs right around Fred Fred Warner. Just Fred Warner, like, it wasn't even a quick change of direction. He just ran right around Fred Warner. Jay Fitz, no one will be listening, Rob. We are all done in. I mean, that might be the case, but I'm still here. I'm not going to bail just because things didn't go the 49ers way, you know? But I'm here. I'm here. And if Jay Fitz, if you decide to listen just and you hear this, just know that I'm here, man. I'm here. Uh, Nick G should have gone for the touchdown in overtime. I think everybody was thinking that, too. I think I think that I don't necessarily qualify that take as like, oh, a hindsight thing. 
I, th- I think I think everybody knew in that moment you're going to kick a field goal with plenty of time for Patrick Mahomes. Good luck, Jeremy. The call to take the ball first in overtime was the worst decision of the entire game. Under the new rules, it gives the advantage to the other team. It played out on both drives too. See, I'm, I mean, I've already already explained why I disagree with that. I don't I don't think I need. If you want to go but go back to the beginning of if you for some reason missed it, go back to the beginning of takeaway time. I just don't want to waste a lot of time saying all the things. Again, uh, I think I think that the logic is fairly sound. Um, as to why Kyle Shanahan didn't do it. So again, if you, if you want my more detail, detailed answer and you just didn't happen to hear it, go to the beginning of takeaway time. If you did hear it, then you're already like, Rob's going to get to my takeaways. Just, you know, <laughs> so too fresh, too fresh. Another friend of the pod, another hashtag striking gold fam. Kyle forever. The bridesmaid still getting in his own way with his play calling. Defense was outstanding, but the offense couldn't match. Extremely disappointed. On to the NFL draft studying. Hey, we're on to the next. You just keep going. You give yourself some time to, to hurt. You give yourself some time to mourn, and then you just keep going. Bald running. Cut Moody tomorrow. Don't think that's necessary. Thought he had a pretty good Super Bowl. One blocked extra point. I mean, can that really can that really outweigh making he set the record for the longest field goal in the Super Bowl. I mean, yes, that immediately got erased like a quarter and a half later by Butker. But I mean, what are we what are we talking about here? The dude made two fifty plus yard field goals, and he has one extra point block that may or may not have been his fault. But damn, like I understand Moody taking flack, and we have talked about this a lot. But uh, to me, that performance was was not the one. Um, Realionaire. Every game has turnovers, player errors. I think the first three drives of the second half were a missed opportunity to establish momentum and expand the lead, but the play calling was atrocious. I agree. I agree. I think that's perfectly well said. I'm going to read it again. Realionaire. Every game has turnovers. Every game has player errors. I think the first three drives of the second half were a missed opportunity to establish momentum and expand the lead, but the play calling was atrocious. And that, to me, is what never happened. The 49ers offense never expanded the lead. They kept just like barely keeping pace and then fell through. It had to be better and it had to be more aggressive. John W. Randolph. The third offense was straight stagnant in the second half. No screen game or creative runs should have ran the ball, even on tough run looks. I I agree. I agree. Um, Became too predictable for a good defense. Also, Brock missing the out on the last third was big. We continued all night to not handle the third down blitz. Brock missing the out on the last third was big. Not missing the out. I have to go back and look at it. I'm sure it's it's fresh in a lot of your minds, but it's all a lot. Christopher Kirby. Wilkes and Shanahan need to go. You've already lost me. At least with Shanahan. Wilkes sold the whole second half. Wilkes sold the soul heck the whole second half on, and Shanahan can make the big games, but doesn't have what it takes to win them. Uh, I, I I don't agree. I think that Shanahan absolutely has what it takes to win them. He just hasn't done it yet. Just hasn't done it yet. You know, I don't think that means he can't. Paul Nappy, John Lynch should be embarrassed. It was his third round pick that cost us the game. Are you referring to the kicker or to the safety? 
I'm not sure. But again, I, I really don't subscribe to the idea that that blocked extra point cost them the game. Sure, it would have forced the Chiefs to score, but go back and watch that drive. I think the Chiefs would have scored if they needed to. Now, they didn't get the score, but they almost, they, they used a ton of time to just kind of mosey their way down there. What they were hoping for was a touchdown. And then the 49ers have no chance for a rebuttal. Uh, they didn't get it, and they just weren't that upset about going into overtime because, again, go back and look at the drives to close out the game. The Chiefs were confident in their ability to move the ball. 12-play drive, 70 yards. 11-play drive, 65 yards. 13-play, 75 yards. 65 yards, 13-play, 75 yards. The Chiefs didn't need to have necessarily the sense of urgency that a four-point lead would have given them. Sure, would it have been nice to force them to score? Yes. But just watching that game... It looked like if the Chiefs felt like they absolutely had to score, they could have scored. Now, that's a little, you know, presumptuous of me, but, you know, that's, eh. All right, let me get back. I I accidentally scrolled up. Um, Kyle gets outcoached and and abandons what got him to that point. There were definitely times where that happened. I don't think that, Kyle has some habit of getting out coached. I don't think he consistently got out coached in this game, but in some of the biggest situations, the play he called looked unprepared for what the defense did. Lamdius Shanahan is a great and creative play designer, but he's not a very good play caller or game planner. I mean, there everybody has their moments. Like we've seen the 49ers absolutely throttle good teams. We saw them break the Eagles. We saw them embarrass the Cowboys. Like there are, there are ups and downs, you know, there are ups and downs. And for a while, the 49ers looked like they were having their way with the chiefs. They were moving the ball down the field, but in these little moments, Kyle Shanahan didn't necessarily have the answer. And in the third quarter, Kyle Shanahan had no answers. So it's, he's not infallible, you know, but Joe Wilka, the 49ers are never winning another Super Bowl. Never? Ever? I, I don't know. Sounds a bit grim. Archeus? Archeus. My heart will ache for a while. That's fair. That's fair. Final ache with you guys. You know, and again, doing the media thing kind of like helps you create this barrier where the 49ers things won't hurt as bad. You know, it kind of protects your fandom a little bit. This one will hurt a little bit. Uh, But again, the biggest hurt for me is for one, for like, for the team, for Kyle Shanahan and two, for you guys, you know, I like, I wanted to get on here and celebrate this with you guys, but wasn't meant to be, wasn't meant to be still aren't Danes. People should cut Wilkes some slack. He put on a masterclass for four quarters against the best QB in the league. They only allowed him one touchdown and that was on the special team for fumbling the punt return. Well, Patrick Mahomes threw two touchdowns and I, I do agree with this to some extent. I think the 49ers were great until they, till when it mattered. You know, the defense was putting on a show, but until late in the fourth quarter. Now, again, the first touchdown that kicked things off, that was from the muff punt. One play, touchdown. You know, that's the end of the third quarter. But then in the fourth quarter, they had 12 plays, field goal. 11 plays, field goal. 13 plays, touchdown. So the defense kind of gave way. Um, Jeffrey Beal just miss Huff Hufunga. 
Draft a ball hawk. Okay. All right. I'm into that. El Jefe. Thanks, Rob, for a great season. No, thank you. Thank you. Again, I'll say it over and over again. Thank you to everybody in here. Thank you to everybody in here who was in here almost on a weekly basis. I appreciate it. Uh, Bonditone, third quarter, no run. Lost us the game. I've seen many third Super Bowl loss now. I've seen my third Super Bowl loss now. If we can't beat this Chiefs team, we'll never, we'll never them. Probably never beat them. I, I mean, I understand, but I, I do think they... Now, I, I really understand when you say this might have been the most vulnerable form of this Chiefs team that we're ever going to see. But I, I think the 49ers can beat any team. They, you know, I think they could beat any team. It's just it's tough. It's tough to win in the NFL. It's tough to win in the playoffs. It's tough to win in the Super Bowl. And But I, I understand you guys probably don't want to hear that right now. I, I get it. I Trust me. I'm not being sarcastic. I get it. Jeffrey Beal, death by many cuts. That's a great description. Special teams. Mahomes won it with his legs. No big plays despite Spag's aggression. Never caught them. Yeah, I mean, they let him get away with the blitz. In, in, in fact, the blitz worked a couple of times when it seemed like the obvious occurrence. You know, They won the big downs. Yes, they did. In a close game, it's the small stuff. A lot of small stuff, 22-25. I think that's a great way of putting it. Soup and steaks. Kyle with an offense littered with pro bowlers once again couldn't score points in the second half. Well, I mean, they scored a touchdown in the second half, and they scored a field goal in the second half, and they scored another field goal in the second half, but a a third quarter that went punt, 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 and two field goals to close out the game when you needed touchdowns, I still get it. Gary Magnifico. Kyle was brutal again in a big game. We have enough evidence that says, A, Kyle's a phenomenal offensive mind. Players love him, and he produces excellent head coaches, but he's terrible in the big game. His play calling and not taking those timeouts on Casey's last drive in the first half was awful. Uh, I I was talking about that, too. I, I don't think I would have taken my timeouts on those either because there was nothing the 49ers had showed that they would be able to drive the field and get points in like 40 seconds. And if anything, you're just giving the chiefs more time to be methodical in that drive. You know, I just, I didn't in that moment, I just didn't feel like slowing things down for the chiefs was going to help. I understand what you mean. And the fact that it, they, they ended up kicking a field goal and it would have given the 49ers a chance to do something, but it also would have just given the chiefs free timeouts to plan a better offensive attack you know, it's it goes both ways. A new level. We need to bring in an offensive coordinator. Keep Kyle on as a head coach, but bring him some fresh perspectives. Kyle Shanahan keeps those fresh perspectives. I mean, was it Clint Kubiak headed to be somebody's offensive coordinator? I mean, how many of, you know, Mike McDaniel, he's a head coach. So many coaches under Kyle Shanahan go on to take on offensive coordinator or head coach jobs. So, I mean, I think he has guys in his staff that he thinks of as fresh perspectives. But, you know, I, I'm not, it's not that the 49ers can't entertain just adding more minds. I just I don't think that Kyle Shanahan's never going to give up play calling. That's that's his forte. Um, Joe D, this game turned when, Gray Lee, Gray, when Dre Greenlaw left it. I, it's tough to put it all on that, but it's also impossible to deny how big of an emotional impact that would have on the entire team. Second level defense really took a big hit. 
completions of Kelsey Mahomes runs late in the game. Um, and last but not least, Nick, um, it's on Kyle. He 100% abandoned the run in the second half. Well, he abandoned the run at least for an entire quarter. Again, third quarter, two runs. That's pretty inexcusable. Um, let's look at the fourth quarter. Uh, in the fourth quarter, the 49ers ran it seven times to the Chiefs' six, but they only gained 24 yards, 3.4 yards a carry. So there wasn't a lot to show for it. You go to the overtime game report. The 49ers ran the ball six times uh, for 26 yards. That's 4.3 yards a pop. The Chiefs ran it five times. So in the third quarter, he abandoned the run, and it, and it, and they paid for it. That's why you have three three consecutive three and outs. In fourth quarter and in overtime, uh, you know, six runs to six passes in overtime and uh, seven runs to seven passes in the fourth quarter. So in the fourth quarter and in overtime, the 49ers were very balanced. That doesn't excuse them for just an absolute goose egg in the third quarter. And that's it. That's the end of the takeaways. Um, again, I, I know nobody's excited to to be listening to this right now, per se. I know that the season didn't end how he wanted it to. I know you spent you know, the last two weeks thinking about how cool it would be for the 49ers to finally win a Super Bowl. And, and I'm genuinely sorry that that did not happen. I, I, nothing I could have done. But I'm just sorry for all of you that I know are passionate and I know bring so much energy to this podcast. And I wanted that energy to pay off in just such a big way for you guys. And I'm sorry that didn't happen. But the show must go on and this show will go on. And um, I will continue to try and evolve this podcast. I'm always in search of a co-host at the very least. I need to start having guests on here more often. Um, but again, the co-host thing, I'll, I'll keep having KP on often because obviously he should be the co-host. He was just snatched up by a company that has no idea what they're doing. And and they're known for not having any idea what they're doing. And they've been taken to court for not having any idea what they're doing. So there's a lot of meat to that bone. Um, But again, I've said this before, I'm extremely picky on who I would possibly have on here to podcast with me multiple times a week. You know, it's... It, it, Maybe in time, an option will reveal yourself. But I'm having a great time doing this with you guys. I'm certainly in no rush. Uh, but just know that I'm thinking about it. I'm not ignoring it. But um, again, thank you guys so much for an incredible season. I, I'm, I'm sorry it didn't end the way you wanted it to. But again, the show must go on and we will continue to do this. And Striking Gold will go on. And the pacing of the pod, you know, the number of episodes per week, We'll probably bump down to, to one at least. Maybe there will be a week off at some point. Not that I need it. I enjoy this. It's, it's in no way feels like anything work-related. But, you know, we will march on and we'll see, uh, we'll see where things go from here. The next, obviously, big step is the NFL draft, which is uh, a month and a half. No, two, two and a half. Two months and change. But, um... All right, everybody. Officially, for the for the conclusion to the 2024 season, I'm Rob. This is Strike and Gold. And we're signing out.
is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.